Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 5th, 2023. And so this is a new year, and I'm teaching a new series on the miracles of God. And yesterday I started this series as far as the miracles, right? And today we're going to cover the second miracle. Yesterday we looked at Jesus turning water into wine, and today this is the miracles of Jesus part two, where Jesus heals a leper that's begging to be healed. I want us to look at this text where Jesus heals a man that comes to him and he's begging, Lord, can you please heal me? Have you ever been there where you are coming to God and you're not really praying in faith? You're kind of begging God, not just praying to God. I know I've been there. We've probably all been there. Let's get ready to receive from this amazing miracle working story. All right, so before we get into the miracles, what I'm going to do every day is I'm going to share with you a scripture that my pastor shared with us on New Year's Eve, and this is something that I believe I'm probably going to be sharing with you over and over again all year long. Psalms 126 and 4. Remember, I told you that this would be a season of refreshing and restoring. Put it in the chat. Say it, say it by faith. Put in the, This is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. God, in this season, you're going to refresh me. You're going to restore me. You're going to revive me. Psalms 126 and verse 4. From the Passion Translation, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Oh, I love it. Restore us to former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I believe that in this season, especially while I'm teaching on the miracles of God, every dry place in your life is going to be refreshed and drenched again. Say amen to that. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. All right. So Mark chapter one, uh, verses 39 to 45 and let's get into this miracle. Beginning at verse 39, the Bible says, so he, Jesus, traveled through Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Verse 40, a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. He said, Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was moved with compassion. He reached out his hand and he touched a leper. He says, I am willing be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and the man was cleansed. And Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. He says, listen, I want you to tell, I want to tell you something, son. He said, what's that? Don't tell anybody about this. Go show yourself to the priest and offer sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing so that it could be a testimony to them and you could be reintegrated into society. Verse 45 but the man couldn't contain himself. He went out and he began to talk freely, telling everybody what Jesus had done, spreading the news. And as a result, Jesus could no longer be open in towns. He had to kind of, like people were looking for Jesus. And so now it kind of messed up his ministry a little bit, messed up his flow because he told the man, don't tell nobody. And the man couldn't contain himself. He told everybody. All right. So what does this mean for you Today, man, I love preaching the miracles of Jesus. You ready? Let's go through several things. Here's number one. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I, here's number one. Setting the stage for the miracle. Jesus was traveling from time from town to town, and he was healing people. He was casting out demons. He basically started his ministry. He was going out and doing ministry every day as, as he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was transforming lives. He was changing people uh, uh, everywhere he went. And as he entered this particular area, a man with leprosy came to Jesus, fell down at his feet and begged. He was literally begging, Mr. Jesus, please. He was desperate 
for a breakthrough. I, I, like I said, I know what it's like to be desperate for a breakthrough. And remember, I told you at the beginning of the year that desperation is the breeding ground of miracles. I don't know. I know that there's some people right now that are desperate for a breakthrough. And I'm telling you, this is an environment where you can get your breakthrough at any time. Say, I receive it. I receive it. All right. And so, so he's asking Jesus for the touch. But let me give you an understanding of what leprosy is, because in 2023, there are a lot of people who may not even have an understanding of what this is. All right. Let me do some teaching. Leprosy is a chronic infectious disease that affects the skin, the nerves, uh, and mucous membranes. It, it is caused by bacterium, microbacterium leprae, and it's primarily transmitted through close contact and with respiratory droplets. And so it's very infectious. And the most common symptoms uh, of leprosy are skin lesions. These skin lesions appear as bumps or nodules or patches of discolored skin. And at first, the lesions are painless, but over time, they grit, they get progressively more painful and they become tender. And in severe cases, these lesions develop into ulcers and abscesses that are prone to infection. So now you got these lesions all over your body and they become open sores and abscesses and then it becomes prone to infection and it destroys the nervous system to the point where you don't even feel anything. So then they become numb in those areas. And because they're numb, then they can injure themselves without even feeling that they've injured themselves. And then it goes unnoticed and untreated because obviously they don't feel the pain. They have all of this stuff going on in their body and they can't be around other people. It causes this nerve damage, and then it also can manifest in fever and muscle weakness and fatigue. Now, in Bible times, in biblical times, it was even worse because not only did they have those bruises and lesions and all of that stuff, but under the law, they were ceremonially unclean. So that meant, remember, like the woman with the issue of blood, she had to be ostracized for 12 years. Well, so while these people have leprosy, they're ostracized. They can't be around anybody else, any other Jews, because they're ceremonially unclean. So not on, and 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 it causes a terrible smell. So all of the the lepers wound up living in leper. There was no there was no cure for it. So they had to live in leper colonies, and basically they had to be around other lepers. And nobody wanted to go into the leper colony because first of all it was contagious. Second of all, it's, it it the smell was was terrible. And so this man leaves this leper colony. He is unclean. He's not supposed to be around other people. And he comes to the only man who is giving him a glimmer of hope. I'm telling you, like there was no, there was the doctors had no hope for him. The priests and the prophets had no hope. You when you are at a point where doctors can't help you, where lawyers can't help you, where banks can't help you. When nobody can help you, Jesus is your glimmer of hope. Because of God, you are never hopeless because, because, because of God. With God, you are never helpless. Say amen to that. Say, Jesus is my hope. All right. All right. I'm setting the stage. All right. Number two, we serve a God who has compassion. Say compassion. The text says that Jesus was moved with compassion for the leper. Now, empathy I thank God for empathy and compassion. Empathy is when I'm able to feel what you feel, right? Empathy is me identifying with you to the point where I put myself in your shoes and I feel what you feel. But empathy is not compassion. Compassion takes my empathy to another level. Now, when I cross over from empathy to compassion, now what I'm doing is I actually cross over into action. 
So Jesus did not just have empathy for the man. Jesus was moved with compassion. And so what Jesus did was he crossed over from just feeling what he felt to doing something about it. Jesus was moved with compassion for this man. He comes to Jesus. He's covered with boils. He's in physical pain. He is a social outcast. And under the Jewish law, he is ceremonially unclean. He's needing a breakthrough. He's pleading for Jesus. He's at Jesus's feet. Let me give you the Rick Pena version of what I, I believe the, the, the man said to Jesus. He's sitting there on the ground, on his knees, and he says, sir, Mr. Jesus, Mr. Jesus, I know you have the power to heal. I've heard about your power, which is why I'm here. I believe you can heal me, but I'm not sure if you will, though. If you can find it in your heart, please, Mr. Jesus, if you can find it in your heart, come on, sir, please. I know you have the power to do it. If you are willing you can make me clean. And he comes to Jesus and says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This statement connotes the fact that the man had already resolved in his mind that Jesus had the power to heal him because that's why he was there. The, the man had already resolved in his mind that Jesus was bigger than his problem. Put this in the chat. Jesus is bigger than my problem. You got to serve a God that's bigger than your problem. You got to believe in a God, listen, that, that you know can do all things. But here's the problem. His inferiority complex caused him to wonder if he would do it. Like, I know this man can, but I'm not sure if he would. Like, like, like it, there are people today that I talk to all the time that believe that God can do all things. They say that. They say, yeah, I believe God can do all things. But then when I say, well, what about your situation? They go, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he'll do it for me. Why not? Why, why not? Like, like, this man was like, well, I know you can, but I don't know if you will. And there are people that come to God that, that like, oh, well, I know God, of course, God is God. He sits on the circle of the earth. He has all power. He can do all things. Okay. Well, then God, well, I don't know if he'll do it for me though. It's like they have an inferiority complex. It's like they know he can, but they don't know if he will. Listen, look at me. I want you to build up your faith in 2023. This is a season of refreshing, renewing, and restoring, reviving for you. I want you to believe God. Say, I believe God. Put it in the chat. Say, I believe God. I believe that not only that God can, but I believe that God will do things for me. God loves you enough that he wants to bless you because he wants to bless you because God is good. Jesus was filled with compassion. Jesus didn't just look at the man and say, I have empathy. Oh, no, no, no. Jesus was filled with compassion. He looked beyond the outward appearance because I'm sure the outward appearance was not good. He looked beyond the smell. He had to get past that because I'm sure that the smell was not good. And he did something. I love it. I love it. Jesus did something that the man was not expecting. He said, Lord, can you heal me, Mr. Jesus? And I know you can, but please, please, will you do it? And Jesus could have just said, be healed. But no, 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 no. Jesus did, I love it. Jesus did something that the man was not expecting. Nobody was expecting. Jesus did something that no other human had done since leprosy had touched his body. Jesus did what the man was eagerly longing for, but he didn't even verbalize. He didn't even say it. Jesus gave the man a human touch. The Bible says before he healed him, Jesus reached out boom, and touch the man. Come on now. So Jesus gave him something he didn't even ask for. Jesus did the untouchable, uh, the unthinkable. Jesus touched the untouchable. Jesus loved the unlovable within the context of that time. Jesus reached out. Jesus loved him enough to, to meet him where he was, but Jesus was not going to leave him there. Jesus says, I am willing. And he reached out. And he touched the man first. He touched a leper. Jesus touched a leper and said, I am willing be clean. 
I, I, listen, I want you to know that you you serve a God that will that will reach out to you, no matter who you are, no matter how much you think you've messed up, no matter how filthy or nasty you think you are. Listen, we serve a God who not only just loves you and has compassion and empathy for you, but he will reach out and touch you where, right where you are. You are not outside of God's reach. You are not beyond God's touch. We serve a God who loves us and who is moved with compassion. He And he loves us so much that he will do some stuff that we didn't even verbalize. The man didn't ask for a touch. That was like, boom, Jesus gave him a touch. Jesus touched him and healed him. Say amen to that. All right, number three, number three, God loves you so much. I love the fact, let me drive this home, that Jesus touched him. Listen, Jesus could have said, be healed, be whole. Jesus could have stepped back and be like, ooh, this is a leper. You know, I don't want to touch it. You don't smell. Get out of here. Hey, be healed as you go. None of that. No, no, no. Jesus went and touched this man and healed him and then restored him. Jesus was saying this, hey, son, I see you. Come on. We serve a God that, that loves us enough to see us where we are. He's, he was saying basically, hey, son, listen, I see you. I hear you. I know you and I love you. And I'm, I'm willing to give you something you didn't even ask for. And I'm willing to give you something that you haven't had in a long time. He reached out and touched the man. He gave him what he really needed. Here's some things, number four, that we can glean from this. You are never outside of God's reach. And there's nothing too hard for God. And one touch from God. I don't know what you're facing this morning. I know that there's some people that are facing some, some significant challenges, whether in your physical body or in your mind or with your family or with your finances, with your children. Listen, one touch from God can change your situation forever. We serve a God who sees you. We serve a God who understands you. We serve a God who loves you. Listen, bow before God like this man did this morning. Reach out to God. God will meet you right where you are, but he loves you so much that he's not going to leave you there. God is moved with compassion. God's authority and his power teach us that he can, but God's love and his grace teach us that he will. Let me say that again. God has authority and power, so of course God can, but because of God's love and his grace, I'm telling you that God will do it for you. Say God, put this in the chat, say God will do it for me. Say, God will do it for me in this season. Say, this is my season. This is my time. This is my turn. Number five, God wants us to enjoy total life prosperity. Say total life prosperity. Not, I, not just, watch this. I, I love what verse 42 says. So, so Jesus didn't just heal the man. That was enough. But Jesus wanted the man to get reintegrated into society. Remember, he was ceremonially unclean. This meant that he couldn't be around other Jews, and he couldn't be around other Jews until a priest verified that he was healed of leprosy. And so in verse 42, after healing the man, Jesus said, now, hey, come here, son. Now that you're healed, now that you're whole, I want you to go show yourself to the priest and do that whole offering thing that Moses required and get that out of the way so that the priest can certify you to get back into society so you can go back and be around your family and be around your friends. He was saying, basically, hey, son, I've already given you new skin. I've restored your skin, 
but I need to restore your heart. I mean, like, I love that. I, I love the fact that Jesus didn't just heal the man and walk away. Jesus was like, no, 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 no. I want you to have total life prosperity. Jesus was not just concerned with his skin. Jesus was concerned with his heart. Jesus was not just concerned with his physical health. Look at me. We serve a God who is concerned with your mental health, with your social relationships, with your connections. Jesus wants you to have thriving relationships. Jesus wanted him to get reintegrated back into society. Jesus wanted him to be a man that was upstanding again. Listen, there was no such thing at that time as a former leper. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to go around as a man who used to be a leper. Come on now. He wanted him to be reintegrated in society. So he told him to go show himself to the priest. That's the kind of God that we serve. He wants you healthy on the outside and also healthy on the inside. Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. Say, say I have health on the inside and the outside. I'm telling you, this is a season of refreshing and restoring and reviving for us. Say amen to that. All right. Number six, last thing I'll say. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I was led to share it. So let me just share it now. So um, uh, when I got to this point, I thought about Isabella and I on mission trips. But here's the, let me give you the point and then we'll close. Number six, God wants us to reach people. And God wants us to reach the people that the world has discarded. And that's going to often require you to overcome fear. So as a, as a, as a believer, you know, from an evangelism perspective, God will lead you to go to places that if you're not careful, you have to overcome fear. I've walked into many hospital rooms. I've walked into Isabella and I on the missions field. I've walked into little shacks and shanties. I've gone into uh, nursing homes in the Dominican Republic or little places. We've been out way in the woods where people are living in these little shanties with tin roofs. We've walked in to go pray for people. I remember I walked in to pray for this lady. She was under a mosquito net in this little spot. She was like 90 years old and her son wanted me to pray for her. Isabella and I took her some food and, and some insurance and stuff like that. And when we walked through, Isabella was like so moved with compassion. She went and got some slippers for this lady and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, when I went to go pray for her, I remember uh, uh, that the lady was sick and, and the enemy was like, don't touch her. Don't touch her. And the Lord was like, no, it's fine. You could touch her. Jesus touched a leper. Now, I'm not saying go do this if you don't have faith. But I'm telling you, for those of us that are called to minister to people, there are going to be many moments where you have to believe God that if the Holy Ghost is telling you to do something, you do it and you and you do it without any fear that what's on them is going to get on you. No, what you're praying is that what's on you is going to get on them. Jesus was not afraid that what was on the leper was going to get on him. No, Jesus was like, what's on me is going to get on you. You know what I'm saying? And as a believer, now, once again, I'm not telling you to go do this if you're not led of the Holy Ghost. But 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 if you're led by the Holy Spirit, then there will be times where you go out and you minister to people and you can go into places and environments where you're not afraid that what's on them is going to get on you. You believe God that what's on you is going to get on them. And so you are walking in there as the influencer, not the influence. And so you are walking there in there as a human conduit of the divine. And you lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. And you minister to people. And I've done it many times. And so there are moments, though, in those situations, especially I can recall a few where I had to I had to get a hold of myself. And I said, the devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. And so, yeah, do we wash our hands? Do we do practical things? Maybe wear a mask now doing COVID? Yeah, I got it. I'm not saying be dumb. Isabella's a medical professional. So she's not going to let me not do you know practical things. But I'm saying in the spirit, if you're not if you're not being led of the Holy Ghost and overcoming fear, then what's on them can get on you. And as a believer, what you want to believe is what's on me is going to get on them. Say amen to that. All right. I wanted to slide that in. I wasn't sure if God wanted me to give you that last point, 
but that point was for somebody. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for your love and grace. I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is reignited. I come to you, Father, like the leper did, asking for you to touch me in ways that I need to be touched. In your presence and with your touch, I receive physical and mental healing. I'm healed on the inside and also on the outside. Thank you, Father, for always looking beyond my initial request and also looking beyond my outward appearance so you can minister to my real need. You love me enough to minister to me in ways sometimes I don't even verbalize. You reach out to me this morning, Father, and you touch me right now. As I'm in front of this screen, you cleanse me, you refresh me, you renew me, you restore me, you revive me, and you make me whole. And as you do, I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you're not getting my notes. I'm telling you in this series on the miracles of Jesus, you're going to want these notes and you get them for free. So go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is a series I want you to tell your friends about. We're going to go through every miracle Jesus performed. It's going to take the whole, maybe the whole month of January. Maybe it spills into February. I don't know. We're going to go through every miracle Jesus performed. We're going to be refreshed. We're going to be renewed. We're going to be restored. We're going to be revived. This is an amazing season for us. I want you to get excited about it. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.